Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Brett, sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Look out, it's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried With. My name is Brett Goldstein, I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a t-shirt and I love films. As Albert Einstein once said, the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. I hated Moulin Rouge when I first saw it, but I watched it again recently and I realised I am clever enough to know I was wrong. Smart words from Albert there. Words to live by, if you think about it. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Jamila Jamil, Mark Kermode, Ed Gamble, James Acaster, Catherine Ryan, Ricky Gervais, all sorts. But this week my special guest is superstar actor Susanna Fielding. If you do enjoy the show and you want to support it, get more content, come and join me over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you'll get extra guest questions for episodes, you'll get videos, guest list tickets, recommendations, all sorts of stuff. This week there is an excellent 25 minutes extra with Susanna, where we do a bit of singing and have a right old chat about how all life ends up on a bus. Give it a look over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. Also, if you go to podcastmerch.co.uk forward slash films to be buried with, you can, like my own mother, get your own troubling boner worrying wide on hoodie, cap, baby bib or t-shirt. Have a look at podcastmerch.co.uk forward slash films to be buried with. There's also ones that are less rude. So here we go. I met Susanna Fielding when we were in a film together many years ago, and she is a bloody delight. Recently, she played opposite Mr. Steve Coogan on This Time with Alan Partridge. She came over to my place a month or two ago, and we record this absolute cracker of an episode I think you're going to love. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 67 of Films to be Buried With. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried With. It is me, Brett Goldstein, and I'm joined today by an actor, an award-winning actor or actress, she don't mind. (laughs) She's done comedy, she's done Shakespeare, she's done heavy dramas that I'll never watch. She's done done movies, she's done theatre, she's done also site-specific Wandering about. Yeah, all sorts and of And she's that. here now, the star of The Time Is Today with <laughs> Alan Partridge. Please welcome to the show, Susanna Bosfielding. <laughs> Good 
you're going to have to explain why I'm called Susanna Boss Fielding now. Oh, I can't even remember now. Oh, I can't even remember now. <laughs> uh, Susanna Fielding, what a, what a joy it is to see you. In Thank your you. living room. In my living room. Thank you for coming over. It's a pleasure. Um, I was 40 minutes late. You were 40 minutes late and I've, and I've been very calm about it. <laughs> You think you have, but I yeah. can see the sweat dripping down your forehead. Hi, it's fine. <laughs> it's good to just good to it's see good you. Good to see you. Let's catch up, but really fucking quickly. Sorry. Yeah, tell me your life quick. Is there swearing allowed? It will be problematic yes. if not. No, okay. of course. Okay. Okay, no, good. of course. Yeah. No, of course, Susanna. <laughs> now, um, <clears throat> we uh, we know each other from back in the day. We did yeah. it. We did the very first film I was in. Yeah, and the second film I was in. What was the first? First was a film called Four Three Two One. Oh right, have both Noel no Clark films. I have seen it. Okay, yeah, both Noel Clark films. That's where we met, wasn't it's, it? Um, it's like a Pulp Fiction with girls. Yes, very much like that. Very much. And like a diamond it. heist. Yes, that's right. I was very young. That's all I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> uh, we had a lovely time, didn't we, making that film? We it had was a, a glorious time. A right old laugh. Also, a friend of the podcast, Stephen Cree, was Stephen in it. Stephen Cree. Stephen Cree. The three of us. Oh, we got up to some mischief, didn't we? <laughs> the three musketeers, no one called us. <laughs> uh, oh, Stephen Cree. Stephen Cree is fantastic in that film, isn't he? He steals the show in he a way. Does. He does. For me, he does, yeah. You've been to America, you've been back, you were in a network sitcom. I was. For two years? One year? Two years? Uh, t- 22 episodes, so... Here, that would take us five years to film yeah. it, but I think we did it in about couple of months. ten months or something, yeah. How was that? That was like a studio with an audience and everything. I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was like the best of theatre and telly combined, because you got to do a live show once a week. Mm. And being a huge fan of Friends, it was like living the dream. It was as close mm. to being Jennifer Aniston as I will ever get, ah. in that I got to do jokes with great actors yeah. and... Do it on a big set with loads of cameras and a live audience, and I loved it. How long did they... Did you have to do bits in between scenes? Like, did you do, like, stand-up with the audience? I didn't, because that would literally terrify me. But there is a hype man who, which I didn't understand, there is a guy who throws sweets at people, the loudest (laughs) they cheer, he tells awful jokes, his whole... Yeah. His whole job is to make people as hysterical as possible on sugar and sort of competitions. There's like dancing competitions yes. and um, people can get up and do karaoke, anything to keep them awake for the seven hours that it takes. It's to, seven hours? To shoot. Well, initially it was like nine and we got it down no to about shit. four. But they have to sit there and they're not allowed to leave. They're in like a pen and they get given like a ham sandwich about halfway through. And the rest just kind of cola bottles. Because you rehearse it in the week, right? Uh Like a play, Uh like a mini play. And then you shoot it. But why seven hours? Um, Because they rewrite all the jokes. So, like, you do the scene and it's funny or that bit worked and it didn't. So all the writers, the 30 writers on the show, come on and give you something new and you try again. And then someone forgets their lines, so we try again. So it does take a while to get it right. Um, But it was so, so fun. I had an amazing time and also for the first time in my life I knew what was happening week to week because it went on for such a long time yeah it wasn't like being an actor like I have been here or I don't oh, know England, yeah, for, yeah maximum six weeks yeah six weeks employment and then yeah. the terror sets in again I knew what I was doing for a whole year so I had a parking space 
dressing room. It was almost like being a normal person. For yeah. A bit. It was lovely. Did it make you think, oh, well, I want a normal job? It did a bit. Did it? Yeah, it did and a that's bit. That's why you're now an accountant. And it's lovely to have you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the story of this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, Finance. it did. It made me think, oh, nine to five kind of works. And I like having a weekend where I know I haven't got to do work on the weekend as well. Yeah. Whereas our lives tend to be a bit more ad hoc don't they do you live in constant uh, panic yeah yes yeah yes okay it doesn't go away though everyone i speak to who's older than me and incredibly successful still have the same panic so we've got that to look forward to well i always think about anyone like anyone like steven spielberg or anyone like that where you go you really don't have to keep going <laughs> i know I think if, he, if he you know he's got i imagine he's got quite a bit of money probably enough he's, he's also by. got like 25 children as far as i understand <laughs> yeah he could just stay at home and Hang out with his family. Yeah, yeah. But he, he Take up a hobby. He's got the panic, hasn't it? Yeah, we've all got the panic. It's what drives you, isn't it? But, mm. but, and I suppose if you've got into that way of thinking of like, I'm only as good as my last job. Yeah. And also, I think we do love what we do, don't we? Yeah, we That's, really That do. was the problem exactly. when I thought about giving up to become an accountant. A, I can't do maths. But right. also, I, really, I do really love what I mm. do. And the people I get to hang out with. When you did the network sitcom, networks have a reputation for being, you know, all, uh, what's the word, checking check ratings and numbers and audience feedback. And did mm. you have any of that? Were you aware of every week? Oh, they, they need to change this. Were you given notes where it was like, your character needs to be more likeable? Or... Yeah, right. it's all true. Okay. <laughs> the, the panic of like the text messages at three yeah. in the morning, morning like, we got a 4-1, we got a 4-1, you guys, we're going to be okay till next week. You know, like hanging on by your fingernails and then, uh, oh, God, oh, God, we got a 3-2. And you slowly learn what all these numbers mean and what the, the catch-up numbers that get added on. And it's really, it is so much about viewing figures because it's all paid for by advertising, yeah. which is something that I hadn't quite understood. Yeah. But, yeah, we, you notice the show kind of changing and, the you know, there's all these big, powerful people that come in and, you know, make big changes and you don't understand why, but it's to do with the advertisers. And so it's a totally different world. How much um, paranoia did you have? Because I always imagine if you're doing a show that's like an ensemble, it was an ensemble, right? And things are probably being discussed backstage. Maybe people's parts get smaller and bigger week to week. And yeah. did you start thinking, oh, God, what have, they, what have I done wrong? I mean, I don't know what happened. I'm assuming you continued to be a I big player in it. Massive players, yeah. Right, I was fucking huge. They changed the title to. Well, I was Boss. protected. Boss Fielding. That's a good name for a show, actually. We'll we work it. on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do always have the fear, but I think because they kind of the show was so much written around these characters, and they they were all sort of crucial. We felt safe in in our individual parts, so there was no kind of competitiveness or paranoia in that respect. But I just made sure that I didn't really eat very much. <laughs> <laughs> that is the key. I kept my hair looking glossy. Um, that is and, the key, the secret. And, yeah, the secret is just... Um, ballet. Yeah, try to look as much like Jennifer Aniston <laughs> as you can. Took up a lot of time. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got we got very suddenly and abruptly pulled. Um, we sort of thought we were coming back to do another season and then um, the guy who'd commissioned us got quite ill and and someone else came in and decided to... Let our show go and pick up a whole new load of shows. So it was a very sudden fall from stability. Shit. So it hit, yeah, it hit me quite hard that one. I'd mm. got used to a certain lifestyle and 
was yeah. quite enjoying it. That's horrible. Yeah. Did you? Is that when you then came back to England and did? Uh... I got. I gave it like another six months yeah. trying to be a jobbing actor in LA, and really felt pretty horrific. It yeah. wasn't for me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Lots of driving around in a car to various studios yeah. trying to look like a model wearing six-inch heels in 40-degree heat. <laughs> to play a police woman. Exactly, <laughs> to, to go up for yet another legal drama where uh-huh. I didn't really understand what a subpoena was anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, do um, I give a subpoena? Do I, <laughs> have I, did ha- I get one? Am I subpoena? Oh, did you see is that your subpoena? Is that my subpoena? <laughs> Did he show his subpoena? <laughs> I think I have to subpoena him if he showed me his subpoena. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty yeah. pretty confusing times. Um, yeah, it wasn't for me. So I was saved by a self-tape to do Alan Partridge. Which you were fantastic. Have you watched it? I have watched it. <laughs> I thought it was excellent and you were brilliant. And I thought, that is hard business. And I wondered how it was to come into, you know, a huge, iconic character. And you and him are a fucking double act here. It was pretty terrifying. Well, yeah. I did the self-tape while I was in LA and I was like, I have to get this. This is such a brilliant character. Mm-hmm. And big fan of Steve's anyway. But, um, yeah, then I had to come back and do an hour and a half's improv audition with him and the writers. Great. Just the four of us in the room. So, oh boy. <laughs> um, I was, that was Great. pretty terrifying. Um, but... I kind of knew that it was about like supporting his character in a yeah. way, but but what they did do brilliantly is they did allow me to have my own moments, I think. And uh, but yeah, walking on set the first day was pretty terrifying. Yeah. And even up until I saw it, which was like a, over a year later, it took them a while to edit it. I thought it might just be my shoulder, <laughs> really. That would be the star of the show. Yeah. Um, but actually ended up being in it quite a lot, so that was a nice surprise. You were very subtle in it, very subtle. Which is not like me, is it, No, Rhett? it was very impressive. I, I like, know. Who, who the fuck is this? I'm literally the opposite of subtle. Yeah. My face shows anything and everything yeah. that I'm thinking and feeling. And then that one, you shut it down. I shut it right down. You like, turn it off. Yeah, I turn did. It off, I switched it off. Um, apparently Steve has since said if he'd known what I was doing next to him, he would have made sure to stop it straight away. <laughs> ha ha! But he couldn't see me. So, yeah. But no, I had an amazing time working on that. It was like comedy boot camp for yeah. six weeks. So it was great. Is there going to be more of that? I hope so. I think there is. But Steve's so busy. He's got so many irons in the fire. Yeah. Me too, obviously. I've hardly yeah. got time anyway. I probably wouldn't have time. No. Um, <laughs> you've, got, you've got 40 minutes to, to be late. But other than that, you've got, <laughs> you've got, that's about the most time you've got. Free time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I've used it up now. That's my month. That's my month's worth yeah. of free time gone yeah. like that. Thank God it's a traffic jam. Uh, oh, yeah. Susanna. Won't you cry? Don't you cry for me? <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten to tell you something. I, I might cry for you. I forgot to tell you something. Oh, no. No, it's Have really we got bad. to start again? No, it's not that. I don't know. We're still recording. It's just, oh, fuck. I should have told you when you got here. I should have told you at the door. Oh, no, what? What is it? Is no. this awful? I'm really scared. Depends. It's just, uh, I'll just say it and then. <laughs> it's, oh, fuck. I'm sorry, Susanna. But, um, what? You, well, you, uh, here, here, you've died. <gasps> oh, God. That is enough to make me die. Good acting, though, isn't it? See, I can do. I can do. You had me on the edge of my seat there. <laughs> you really. I, mean, I yeah. hate it when people go. Yeah. I've got something to oh, tell no, you. Awful. 
if if you were if you were watching this on a phone, yeah, on on the film, you would see how terrified I really yeah. was just then. It, I mean, I had to cut it short because I was worried for your mental health. I'm my physical health. Shitting hell. Sorry. So sorry. How did you die? How do you? Are you sorry. It's a sad story yeah, actually. Um, things were going quite well. Right. Um, as we've mentioned, yeah. it looked bright. This is Anna Boss Fielding. Mm-hmm. Like things were going in a good direction, and then yeah. Basically, I got made to sit and watch over 80 hours worth of sci-fi films. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, by who? <laughs> the, the sci-fi king. Right, right. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, sci-fi and fantasy films. Right. So things like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. Oh, mate, I mean. Horrific. I'm halfway there. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it was just enough to end me. Where were you watching this? Um, it was in a dark room. Right. Wasn't allowed out. No. And I was just made to watch, but like you know, like a machine like, like that. So I couldn't. Couldn't blink. Couldn't blink. <laughs> That's probably what killed you. I think it could have been what killed me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just extreme boredom. <laughs> here's the, here's the thing, though. Just okay. to be specific, because yeah. it's, you know, a terrible way to go. It is a terrible way to go. You sure. say Lord of the Rings, I go, yeah, sure, I get it. Yeah. You say Star Wars, I go, no, I like Star Wars, but okay. Yeah. So you say sci-fi fantasy, but when you walked in this room, you saw the poster for Pan's Labyrinth and you said, I love that film. That's a f- sort of fantasy, isn't it? It's close to a fantasy, but... So I how s- are you defining this? Because... I remember it being, that being quite kind of creative and unusual. Mm-hmm. Whereas I just don't give a shit about vampires. Oh, vampires or as well. Or searching for things like rings. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't care. care about quests. Quests. <laughs> That's a fair. You don't like a quest. I hate quests. You hate a hero's journey. <laughs> the very definition I mean, of all stories. Doesn't everyone? <laughs> well, I think given it's the biggest film franchise of all time, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I listen. Personally, don't like watching muddy people walk across fields. Right. Questing. <laughs> For nine hours. Dragons. They hate dragons. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, listen, I, do you hate Labyrinth? I didn't watch it to the end, I'm not going to lie. Right. I'm sorry. It's okay. I like, I like the opening bit. I was like, oh, this looks cool. But I, I don't care about anything that I can't relate to in some way. <laughs> So it means I'm a very, very, very selfish person, I expect. So it's quite a small window of films you'll enjoy. They have to be about actors. <laughs> and a bit of time in LA, a bit of time here. Okay. And terrible love lives. That's, yeah. that's the kind of... That's the... Um, that's your, yeah. your sweet spot. Yeah, that's the sweet spot. No, I just don't like dragons, fantasy, anything that's like about spaceships. Right. Or I like Mike Lee, you know. Right. That's my vibe. Okay. Yeah, things that I can relate to. So that's how I died. Wow. Well, it's a shock. Are we done? Do you think this is it? No, I'm just thinking that, that your answers are going to be <laughs> the same for every question. <laughs> no, I think you might, be, you might be surprised, actually. Are you scared of death? Are you scared of dying? No, I'm scared of other things. Scared of living? I'm scared of being alone. Oh, really? That's my biggest fear. Is it? Yeah. Is it? I'm working on it. Okay, that's good. I'm Has much that always more... been it? Yeah. Oh. Like, you, are you bad at being alone uh, completely, as in if you're in the car, are you thinking, I should be talking to someone? <laughs> no, actually, I'm okay with that because 
Because actually, as an actor, you do spend a lot of time on your own. It's mm. a misconception, I think, that we yeah. spend all our time with thespians. Because you're, you spend a lot of time at home, on your own, learning lines, running what is essentially like a one-man business. Yeah. And rushing about here, there and everywhere to things on your own. So, no, I'm all right about it, but I would always choose to have a people and cats nearby. People and cats? Yeah. That's nice. Or any kind of animals, really. So you're okay on your own sort of sh- short uh, in bursts? Yeah. Does it, do you ever get it, the, well, do you ever have moments where you're like, I've been around people too much and I need a break and I do want to be alone? Yeah, like parties. Yeah. I find parties very tiring. Yeah. And I need Hard some work. time to go and, and decompress. Because you're kind of on, on, yeah. on, really, aren't you? Especially if it's like business parties. The worst. That's not my bag, really. Not for I me. I mean, they can be fun, but yeah. So no, I definitely do need recharge time. I'm not a, I'm not an extreme extrovert or anything. Right. But I, the idea is just sort of having someone around in the background. Oh, you like like so you'd be in the living room there in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're just aware of the presence of another. Just a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. It's really, you know, just, just a heartbeat in the house. I get that. Yeah. Are you? Do you live alone at the moment? No, I've got a flatmate at the okay. moment. And actually, I've got a new flatmate moving in who's bringing two kittens with her. So sweet. Happy days. You're gonna be sorted. I'll be. I'll be in heaven. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll be nice. Have you always been this way? Is this a new? Always been this way. Yeah. I'm an yeah. only child. Oh. Yeah, my mum says even when I was a tiny baby, I was like, right, come on, then where are we going, where are we going, where are we going, where are we going, what are we doing, can I talk to you, can I talk to you, let's play with you. I've always been like that. So, hence probably wanting to... So you don't to... want a lover, you just want a sibling. Yeah. Fuck it up. <laughs> you said we'd cry. Did you, did you, did you, do you think there's an afterlife? Mm. Is this something I've been looking into? Oh, yeah. How? <laughs> Go on. I'm fascinated. I am. I'm. I'm on a spiritual quest, not a quest that not, I would put in a film. Not in fields. <laughs> not in fields. No mud. Yeah. No rings. Nothing. But I am kind of thinking that there's perhaps more to life than we than meets the eye, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the idea of souls and mm-hmm. spirituality and um, you know a shared energy between us, and that people's energy doesn't necessarily leave when they die and that we're kind of here to serve a bigger purpose than just kind of getting through. Yeah. Um, just getting to the end. Getting to the end. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious about that. I don't have any answers yet, but I like to think that there's more more to it than meets the eye. Um, do you think you know what your purpose is? I don't think my purpose is like, you know how people are like, oh, I was born to act and yeah. to be an actor. I'm like, there's tons of people that could do my job. We know this because at least they 50 people, or exactly, they get cast ahead of me all the time. Yeah. And the ones that don't on those very rare occasions yeah. could absolutely do the job that I'm doing. Probably better. Probably. Yeah. So I don't believe that that's my special purpose. No. What's your special? My special purpose. We're all kind of here to connect with each other and make each other's days kind of brighter, I suppose, in whatever way we can. I think it's to bring light into people's lives. That's what we're here to do. I love it. That's what bring, you're doing. You're bringing light into my life you're today. You're bringing light into my life today. Look at this. <laughs> We've got our special purpose. 
That sounds really sad, doesn't it, what I just said? It's a bit no, tragic. I really like it. And I think it's sort of, I think it's true. I think uh, that, that on some level, and it's funny because you grow up with Star Wars, which you hate, but ultimately, <laughs> oh, no. ultimately, all those things, they are about the light and the dark. Right. And the more, and that is what is, seems to be happening in the actual world right now is this kind of darkness. seemingly war against the darkness. Yeah. And that all we can do is bring light to each other and hope that the light will grow. Exactly, which is why there does feel like there's kind of a movement towards people looking for there being something more to life and how to bring that into their everyday lives because otherwise we'll all be sucked up by the the darkness. So that's your purpose, I guess. Defeat the darkness. Defeat the darkness. That's probably a line in fucking Star Wars, isn't it? I don't think it is, but it could be. It could be, couldn't it? Defeat the, the darkness. darkness. <laughs> well, maybe it is. No, I've done it in the voice. Like if you be. were holding a lightsaber, yeah. is that a thing? Now you must defeat the darkness. A hundred percent. If anyone's listening, can you please let match us know, that. match that, and let us know which bit of the film that's in, and you I'll must. watch it. No. <laughs> you must defeat the darkness. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Well, so. listen, good news. You are dead, so you don't okay. have to worry about this anymore. Um, but there's also a heaven. And it's oh. uh, there's a lot of light. It's oh. great. It is great. You love it. There's cats. There's people everywhere. <laughs> You've got loads of brothers and sisters. <laughs> They're all like, we've been waiting. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and in this heaven, they're, they're absolutely obsessed with films. It's mad. What? It's weird That's in a mental. way. I know. Of all the things. They're obsessed with it. And all they want to know is your... They want to know about your life, but through the medium of film. God, that's interesting. They want it's to... Isn't it? isn't it? You read the Bible and you go, no mention of that. It's not really in there, is it? No. Someone missed that nice in the translation. Surprise. Surprisingly. Yeah, <laughs> surprise. Uh, the first thing they ask you... Yeah. Is what is the very first film you remember seeing? I remember seeing Beauty and the Beast. The Disney? Yeah. The... Top three best Disney film of all time, Disney. Is that your top three or is that an official thing? Uh, mine. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Fuck yeah. It is a great film. It's fucking great. How did you see it? it? Repeat, 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 repeat. I watched it because I used to go to visit my dad in the summer holidays when I was small and he was working a lot. So I used to sit in the living room. And I remember having a few videos, and that yeah. was one of them. And I was just obsessed with that particular film. And the opening song where she's walking around yeah. through the French village and everyone's popping out, the, yeah. um, out of their windows. That's nice. Maurice, yes. the baguettes, hurry up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There must be more than this potential. That bit. Yeah. yeah. And I just used to sing along and... I loved all the, um, you know, the candlestick and the teapot and... All the cutlery. <laughs> all of the cutlery and crockery, which I'm now interestingly obsessed with. Love, love a bit of good crockery. Okay. Comes um, back around. Yeah. Where was your dad? So my dad lived in Switzerland. Um, and what? Yeah, so I used, to get, I used to go there to visit him in the summer holidays. But, yeah, I think I used to get left on my own quite a lot. And so Beauty and the Beast was... This is turning into a sad Were they separated? Your yeah, my mum and dad. Yeah, so I used to um, go and visit him at Christmas and summer holidays and watch that film on his big TV in his big living room while he was in his office downstairs. And did you think there must be more than this provincial life? That's life? exactly what I thought. Yeah. And I wasn't I right? 
You weren't right. You weren't wrong. That's how I left the small French village. Yeah. In my pinny, I ran for the hills. Yeah. And you would never be with a brute like Gaston. No. I've been with some brutes a bit like Gaston, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, I didn't learn the lesson there, did I? I always liked that she was never into him. It wasn't, there was no journey for her to be like, yeah. I'll give it a go. Oh, no, he's a dickhead. She's like, no, flat out, day one. She had great self-esteem, though. She had huge self-esteem, you're right. And I think that's... Yeah, she's quite a kind of role model in that respect, she's, isn't she's she? She's a reader. Yeah, she reads a lot. She's She'll reread books. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens in provincial towns, yeah. though. I think you run out of books, don't you? She's reading, she dreams of more. Yeah. The head head guy, everyone loves this guy. She's like, no, nah, sees right yeah. through him. Yeah. She's not interested in popularity. No, she isn't. She's my hero, actually. She's great. She is great. And she sees beyond the cover of the book, interestingly, yeah. in The Beast, doesn't she? Yeah. She's right through it. Everybody else would think, oh, terrifying. What a terrifying man. And then that bit at the end where they swirl up and he becomes her dream man. Yeah, oh, always dis- that's the only bit I don't like because he, he's so much uglier as a man. I know, you've got used to him being the beast yeah. by then, haven't you? And you think, I not, like him too. Not that I've misunderstood the point that it's not about looks, but still. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, Actually. I liked him as he was. I liked him as he was. His small feet and his big, big behind. Yeah. He got bigger as he went up, he didn't he? Yeah, he had a great ass. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that is my secret crush. Yeah. My... Did you think I want to be in films and a cartoon? <laughs> Did yes, it make you love I'm films? I'm still working on it. No. No, I don't like films. Right, I mean, it's a, it's quite late into a podcast for you to mention this. <laughs> I will I will say, you... they will say this. Yeah. I struggle to sit still long enough to uh, watch a whole film. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I quite, I am known for falling asleep during films or not being able to see it through to the end or having to watch them in two halves, which is why the films that feature on this list are really great films. Because and really they're, short. Yeah, really, really short films. Um, <laughs> Just picked it all shorts. <laughs> <laughs> because they've grabbed my attention yeah. for a whole two hours or whatever it Can was. Can you watch TV? Yeah. Oh. I like... People that you make me we sick. We are done. We are done here. Get out of my face. Make me sick. Oh. I like TV. I mean, the thing... Do you go to cinema? Sometimes. But gradually. It's like a real luxury if I go to the cinema. I do really enjoy going to the cinema. Right. But um, I quite like the seats and the food. And I do enjoy it when I'm there. But I wouldn't, like, really go on my own as right. a treat. Because I can't sit still long enough. No. But think of all the people you're sat around. Yeah, that's true. You're with all people, which is nice. <laughs> 300 heartbeats just sat in the room. And there is that amazing thing, isn't there, when you're in the cinema and you're all watching the same thing. And that, mm-hmm. especially if it's a film that's like anticipated, like you're all, it's like being in a theatre, isn't it? Yeah. Movie theatre. But much, but much, much better. Have you seen a play? <laughs> yes, I know. Most of them are boring. Fuck it out. <laughs> And they're long. Long, boy. I'd say one one in... My theory is that seeing a bad film, it's a shame. But I'll, you can cope. Seeing a bad play, there's, there's no, no worse punishment. And I reckon one in a hundred plays are good. And I say that as someone who almost never sees plays. 
So, so you've seen fine. one good play that's in your fine. life then. And I loved it. Absolutely loved you it. You've seen me in a play? No. You've never been to the theatre to see me, have no, you? No, because you're in fucking Shakespeare plays. Of course I'm not going to that. <laughs> I mean, like, how many oh. times do you have to redo a Shakespeare play? We fucking get it. <laughs> Do you get it, though? Yeah, I'm so, not sure you get it. I think we need to do it at Midsummer Night's Dream again. I've seen it, I think, twice or three times in my whole life. And it keeps coming back. <laughs> As if people are going, oh, you know what I miss? Midsummer Night's Dream. I wish they'd bring that back. I just wish I could remember. <laughs> wish I could remember the plot. How does it end? Oh, those jokes in it as well. All those jokes. All those hilarious <laughs> jokes. Look, I... When I was in, when I was twelve, I was in an amateur dramatic version of Macbeth, oh, and I got dear. killed. I was son of Macduff, got murdered, okay. and I remember it, even as a twelve-year-old, maybe younger, hearing this line as the hare, the lion, and people laughing, and me thinking, "You can't." <laughs> <laughs> that is as that. if you know what that means. Yeah, as if that's a joke. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I will I bear witness to that. There are times where you hear <laughs> that person who's trying to let everybody know that they're incredibly intelligent and understand all the jokes. There are some that should just be... Put that. Yeah. Right. You won an award for Merchant of Ivory. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. The Merchant of Venice. The Merchant of Venice, well done. You yeah, played you. Portia de Rossi in The Merchant <laughs> Of Ivory. Of, of Ivory. Oh, God. When you're going to do your theatre podcast, Brett. It's going to be fucking great. Place to be slept through. <laughs> you, you and I heard you were incredible and you did that for a long time, didn't you? I did. I did, I did it for about eight weeks. Is that a long time? I thought it was two years. No, no, but you felt that felt long because it was Shakespeare. Like a very long time. It did feel like quite a long time. No, I did it at the RSC, and then five years later, when Rupert Gould, who directed it, started running the Almeida Theatre, he then remounted the production, and I got a chance to do it again in London, which was amazing. And it wasn't boring because we set it all in Las Vegas, and so like there's there's a plot line where a dad's got like three caskets and the suitors have to pick the right casket and they get the girl we made it into an american game show and it was all on screens and i was like kind of britney spears dolly parton kind of reality tv star so that was fun do they keep the same dialogue yeah Shame. didn't <laughs> uh, what, what uh, no what a genuine question five years from doing this thing that you'd like to then do it again did it feel like the same doing it or was it like oh I'm the, I've got a whole new way of playing this or was it like no I just struggled to get into the costumes really that, that's <laughs> the main difference no um yeah there was I suppose bits of it had developed yeah and I was probably a bit more of a confident performer by then I I showed off a lot more okay no, that's joking. good I'm joking but no I loved doing it again and, and the audiences in London kind of responded quite differently to the audiences in Stratford-upon-Avon like worse um <laughs> No, I think the audiences in Stratford, some of them anyway, kind of thought it should be done in a more traditional way and Uh, we'd really totally transformed. So there's less booing and less... Less hissing, yeah, less people walking out, genuinely. Really? Yeah, people walked out a lot. You see people going, we can't forget the microphone. I'm so sorry, I didn't think you'd seen me. (laughs) Yes, I fucking did. (laughs) You piece of shit. You piece of shit, Brett. Um, Being a beast. Yeah. I haven't, I don't know if I've talked about this on podcast. Have you ever seen, I imagine you haven't, La Bella Lebette? 
No. Which is the original French Beauty and the Beast. No. Black and white film that is sort of the Disney film took a lot of stuff from. No. You, I mean, I think you should see it. I should. I finally saw it the other day, well, a while ago. And it's like not quite for kids. And it's all a bit uh, like Freudian and mm. Jungian, I believe is the word. Oh, Jungian. Jungian. It's all like, you know, that. And there's a bit in it, I think about a lot, where basically it's about men and women and the beast. Like she stays in his castle, but she says the rule is you can't cross into my bedroom. So he can only come up to the door of her bedroom. And basically there's this whole sort of, you know, he wants to have, they want to have sex, but she won't let him in the door. And when she doesn't let him in the door, he goes into the woods and like kills a deer and eats a deer. And then he comes back to the bedroom door and he knocks on the door and shows it. And he's got like blood all over his thing. And he goes, forgive me for being a beast. Love it. Wow. And is it, she's a girl, and what does he she's look like? He's a girl, like? and he, he, just he looks look... like a beast. Oh. It's a lot of Is it all black stuff. and white, All black say? and white. Bit dreamy and shit. Movie night? Yeah, well, not if you fucking sleeping and <laughs> wandering in and out. <laughs> I'm furious. It's quite short, though. I Are think you, you could handle it. It's like 80 minutes. <laughs> Are you one of those people that if I were, for example, to, like, fall asleep, would you actually get quite angry? Yeah, I'd... I'd I'd be like, well, that's the end of it. That's it. That's, we're done. Yeah. And if I were, say, to get up and walk out again, not okay. What if I were to talk through it in any way? <sighs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Just so you know. Okay. We're clear. It's like we're alone, <laughs> but we're together. That's what it's like. Okay. Okay. We're next to each other. Got it. But in a way, you're alone. <laughs> Don't engage with me. <laughs> Touch you? <laughs> if it's a horror film, yes. <laughs> It's a horror film, you can touch me. Okay, but absolutely no verbalisation. No. You can cry if it's sad. Okay, but quietly. Listen, I'm not going to stop you crying. Okay. If you're moved. That's okay. legit. You can laugh if it's funny. Okay. Any okay. other response? Not okay, not okay. Okay, okay so. thank you. Thanks for the clarity, Brett. No, we'll have a lot of fun. Yeah, well, we uh, will. Can't wait. <laughs> what is the film that scared you the most? Speaking of horrors. Well, this is... The only scary film I've ever seen. Okay. Jeepers Creepers. Ooh, nice. I watched it when I was 13. Yeah. I was trying to be accepted by some friends. I was at a sleepover. It was it was something that everyone was going to do. And I watched that film. And I'm not joking. 30 years later, or however old... old I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> 45 years later. <laughs> it still haunts me. Bloody hell. When he comes, I mean, I can only remember a few images from mm. it, but I remember, like, if I'm driving along a road late at night and I'm on my own, yeah. and, like, he stops them and he, like, invites them into a house. Obviously, I wouldn't do that anyway. That wouldn't mm. be a good idea. But that that was the last horror film I watched because I can't watch them because right. they just affect me too much. I have, I'm too, I'm too, like, emotional and... Um, You're a sensitive soul. I'm a sensitive soul, basically, yeah. You're trying to bring the light and you don't want to let darkness in. Exactly. That is the thing. Like, I do think there is enough genuine darkness in yeah. the world. I don't really want any more in my head. And I don't really... I get people like to be scared, but like I'm scared all the time. Yeah, I'm scared if someone Twitter. just walks... Exactly, go on Twitter. Someone walks in the door too quickly. <laughs> if a lift door opens and someone's in the lift, I'll get a... Oh! I'll get... 
<laughs> so I PTSD. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm quite. I just think there's enough. There's enough frightening things out there in reality. I think that's fair. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. I like horror films, but the the, the scarier the world gets, the more I go. Maybe don't need to see a yeah more horrific stuff. Give you another rom com. Yeah. Yeah. Did your friends that you were trying to be accepted by? Did it work? But you sat through Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, I didn't let on that how how horrific I was finding it and how no. utterly terrifying. They were like, um, she's cool. Yeah, she's cool. <laughs> she can be an old gang. I still don't know to this day. This is my big moment, guys. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it. I was terrified. Suckers. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and you brought her right in. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's a weird initiation they had, but I like it. It happens though, doesn't it, when you're a kid? Yeah. It's all about who can brave shit out. Yeah. Who can jump off a rock? I can't. Oh, really? Who can, who can like, go fastest on their bike and, you know, it's all about who can be bravest. Yeah. I'm quite brave, I think, in other ways, but not for horror films. You're very brave. <laughs> What's the film that made you cry the most? Forrest Gump. Fair play. Forrest Gump is an amazing film. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> right. No, I mean, it must have really done its job. It re- because, in a way, it's like ten films in one. Yes. It's like a, it's like a uh, box set. It's a box set. Oh. <laughs> it's more like a box set. The, the scene where they have the wedding in the garden, when Baba dies. I mean, it's all just so moving. And I'm a huge Tom Hanks fan. I'm huge. I just think he's amazing. He's so vulnerable. He is amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. I think people, like, underrate him because they don't think he sort of takes himself massively seriously and he's not one of these actors who's, like, really method. He just fucking gets on with it. I think people take him for granted because he doesn't do interviews where he goes, it was so hard to right. do. Yeah, and I, I went out into the wilderness yeah. and I just stayed there for three weeks to get into character. He's yeah. like, hey, guys, morning, okay. And yeah. he just does it doesn't say about wearing calipers for a month. <laughs> no. Keeps that to himself. Oh, exactly. See that running bit? Yeah. I don't think that was him. Though. That was a child. I think that was a different actor. Okay. <laughs> but I reckon he did it in preparation okay, to know what it had felt maybe, like. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is really good. <laughs> but he didn't tell us. That's the point. He didn't. He doesn't. He's just like, it's a job that I do very well. Yeah. But we don't need to go into how hard it was. Exactly. I think he doesn't make a song and dance about it. And I think, personally, that's my kind of actor. Me too. <laughs> Ten points. Ten points. Yeah. You don't need to make a song and dance out of it. Just turn up. Lonely lines. Make it as real as possible. That's it. But yeah, Forrest Gump is so, right. so moving. And I I do think all the performances. I love what's, oh, what's her, the actress. right. Yeah. From right pen. She's one of my favourites as well. Mm. That relationship is so moving. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing. Yeah. Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. It annoys me when I see that in America, though, where you go and uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company yeah. is the thing and you can go and eat in a restaurant there. I've always wondered, is it like they just stole it or is it yeah. like Robert Zemeckis opened a restaurant? Do you think he's there? Yeah, Do you think that's what he's doing? Sauteing his shrimp. Yeah. Waiting for people. It must be... I yeah, I reckon know. that's it, Brett, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, there's like a few. I think it's probably quite a full-on thing for him because he just has to that's go... That's why he doesn't make that many films. He's constantly <laughs> checking on his kitchens. <laughs> in all his malls in and around the US. <laughs> oh, I've got to go to Orlando again. 
Ugh. We've got an order problem with the one in Sorry. Uh, not enough fucking shrimp, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, I think they just nicked the idea. Yeah. Okay. What's the next film? What's the film that you used to love, you loved it, and you've watched it recently and you, you don't anymore? You've changed your mind on it. I used to absolutely love Kindergarten Cop. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched it recently. Tell me what happened. It's just, it is great. Um, it may be that I've overwatched it. Mm-hmm. The performances are quite large. And now I like a large performance. Sure. I give a large performance, <laughs> if you'll let me. I will let you. <laughs> um, but it's a huge performance. Mm-hmm. And the plot line isn't as quite as gripping as I once thought it was. And I suppose the other one is the Poseidon Adventure, which I used to love. Yeah, doesn't hold up. Not the the special effects are, are wanting. <laughs> little little toy submarine in a bath. <laughs> yeah, turned upside down. <laughs> right. But I used to remember feeling like absolutely on the edge of my seat with the Poseidon Adventure, yeah. and thinking that is one of my worst ways to go. Like. In a, oh, on, a, on a massive cruise line and it's gone upside down. Yeah, yeah that's that, a bummer. <laughs> I, I'm not a very strong swimmer, so the idea yeah. of, like, water coming up, like, to here and having nowhere to go because the top of the ceiling's, like, I know yeah. there is literally, like, that is a horrific idea to me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the Poseidon Adventure could do with a, a reboot, I think. With some but you better. don't want to be in it because you'd have to do that swimming about. I don't about. want to be swimming about a lot of the, you know really a lot of the parts that I choose to do now when I ever get a choice is about how comfortable will I be land-based yeah land-based land based. and can I wear a tracksuit oh really no but the job the, <laughs> 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 the job I'm doing at the moment is land-based and I'm what gets to wear right. a tracksuit and it's great it's really great but yeah being in a water tank for yeah. eight weeks it wouldn't be fun you don't like swimming? No, I'm not a very strong swimmer. Mm. It's it, it's more the, the breathing thing. As I get in there yeah. and then I start to get a bit nervous. Yeah. And then once your breath goes, you're fucked really, aren't you? Uh, what is the film that people don't like? Critics don't like it. It's generally considered a bad film, but you're like, I love it. I love The Bodyguard. Oh, good. Bodyguard's a great Film. It's a good film. People say that it's not very good, though. Like people, when I say that it's one of my favourite films, people go, <laughs> "Who says this to you?" Um, I think it's maybe because it's not like it's not very like artistic film, mm. maybe. But that guy, the scary guy that stalks her, yeah. is one of the scariest guys I've ever seen. Yeah, he's seen so Jeepers Creepers, and I've seen one other <laughs> <Once>. scary film. <laughs> he is one of the second scariest guys I've ever seen in film. <laughs> yeah, he's scary. He's terrifying. Yeah. Plus, you get all of Whitney Houston's music. Ooh. I have realised actually when I was thinking about this, a lot of the films that I really love, a lot of it's to do with the music. I think right. music is a huge part of of why you get enthralled or dragged into something. But yeah, and actually, Whitney's great in it. Yeah, she is. She was really good in it. Um, and Kev- it's the Kevin's f- at the top of his game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Kevin Costner. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I liked that film a lot. I liked the plot. It wasn't too scary, but I still was. But a bit scary. But it was yeah. a bit scary. Manageably <laughs> scary. It was. It was manageably scary. In fact, there should be at Blockbuster. There should be a section. For... Manageably scary section. <laughs> Man- if being initiated into a girl gang 
take a film from this section as a trick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Manageably scary. Um, Why doesn't Netflix? Netflix, if you are listening. And I know you are. And I know you will be. <laughs> we'll have a section called that, please. Thank you. I like that. You can have. Hello, my neighbour Maureen. What's this I hear about you getting a promotion at the office? Didn't you just get promoted last month? It's all thanks to Canva. I've been nailing every meeting with AI-powered Canva presentations. Isn't that Canva's AI slide generator where you just describe your presentation in a few words and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides in seconds? That's right. And to top it off, I use Magic Write, Canva's AI text generator, to perfect my points. Sounds brilliant, Maureen. No more copying and pasting from other programs. No more app switching. Can Canva Docs with Magic Write generate any text you want for work? Yes. Sales proposals, marketing plans, yeah. Meeting agendas, ratings of all 12 Muppet movies using the extensive point system I developed at age 12. Anyone can save time with Canva's AI-powered tools. Generate your draft fast with Canva Docs at canva.com, designed for work. Oh, thanks, my name, Maureen. Yeah, thank you. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Okay. What's the film that has the most meaning to you? Not because the film itself is any good. The film might be great, might be shit, but because of the memory you associate with seeing that film, the story behind it. What is that film? I watched, uh, it's not really like a happy story, but I watched this on a first date with someone. It was called The Eagle Huntress. And it was, yes. a, um, yeah, it's a beautiful film about these young girls who, or, well, it's normally a thing that's done by men where they have a, an eagle and it goes off and hunts and it's like a competition every year that's held and people come from miles and miles around on their horses. And this particular girl which the film follows is like the first girl who's ever been allowed to do to do that take part in that competition and it's about the the you know the elders kind of raising an eyebrow and people thinking she can't do it and she does it and she wins the competition and it's all this amazing scenery and Mm. it's this relationship between this father and daughter because it's the dad that trains her and yeah I found it really really moving I guess it was like even if you're a girl, you can do it. You can have an eagle. You can have your own eagle. Yeah, you sort of missed what I was saying there, but, but yeah, yeah. No, I think I, think I understand. It's that like even even guys are allowed to buy eagles. Um. Yeah, no, I, I guess get it. I get it. Yeah. So what? Uh, <laughs> but what? 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 May I ask? Uh, this was the first date with someone. It was the first date with someone. Yeah, and it was it was a lovely evening and we went for dinner and then we went for a walk and then we watched this beautiful film and and we kind of talked about it for hours afterwards and it was like a lovely connection that we had so yeah it was it was special and that was the beginning of something 
special. It was, yeah. And he bought you an eagle. He bought me an eagle, yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. That's the end of the story, really. (laughs) And I left him. I thought, I've got what I need. You thought you didn't understand this film at all. (laughs) You've missed the whole fucking point, just like Brett fucking Goldstein. (laughs) Men, that's what I thought. thought, Men don't don't understand it. just don't get it. Ave Ave birds at all. Aviary-based films. No. Aviatics. What is, like, so cows are bovine, birds are... <laughs> Aviaceries. <laughs> aves. Aves. Why aves, actually? A- Aviaceries. <laughs> so that's a nice... So you'll remember that film because of the relationship. Mm. That's nice. Yeah, and, and we, yeah, the po- we have the poster. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's the end of that story. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a lovely story. Thank you for sharing it. Um, I've got better stories. No. Okay. I like that one. Oh, here we go. Right. <clears throat> Look me in the eyes. What is the film that you found the sexiest? Look away. Why do I have to look away? Well, you don't know if you can keep holding agatose, just sort of to make it less, you know, intense. <laughs> that, that, um, cruel Intentions. Nice. That was sexy. Sexy. I was 15. Brother and a sister. <laughs> right up your fucking street. A sibling, sibling relationship, a bit sexy. That's what I'm looking brother. for. I'm looking for a brother. That's what, that's my quest. That's what I've been put on this earth to, to what find. you across mud for. Yes. A sexy brother. Yes. Um, no, what, that sex scene when Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Philippe like when she loses her virginity to him and it's mm. all like, it's really sexy. And I remember thinking as well, like that, the sex that they were having was looked like, looked like nice sex. <laughs> looked like caring sex. And I hadn't mm. really seen that on film before. And there's just a whole load of like tension, wasn't there, around yeah. it. And the soundtrack was sexy. And I was 15, raging mm. hormones. And all the actors in it were hot. Yeah. It was... Can I ask you a question? We don't know. You don't have to ask if it's too personal. We can cut it. Had you had sex by this point? No. So you hadn't had sex. No, you, so it was like a so fantasy like, oh, of that's what it must be like. It could be caring, not how you'd imagined it. <laughs> not was, like all the hardcore porn that yeah, I've been Yeah, that's watching, what's worrying me. All of that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff, yeah. First time you'd seen caring sex. Yeah, but also it was there, was... there was lots of sexual tension going on, wasn't there? Mm. And like jealousy and secrets and yeah it had it all i think cruel intentions what was the song that they had sex to can you remember that soundtrack was amazing wasn't it yeah we all had the soundtrack i remember what was the song i will caringly make love to you (laughs) what was the song i don't i don't know i don't know we have to listen to to it yeah oh that's it I'm ready. Is this what you said your first time? <laughs> yeah, because it was around that time where you like really started to think about ha- mm. having sex with people, like in a real way. I guess my question to you is: Are we recording again? Yeah, we are recording. Yeah. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. What's you impressed with his shirt? Oh, I got a tingle. And then they have a really sexy snog. They're having it now. That's a good kiss. Oh, yeah. 
And then you know it was real because they got married. Well, I quite like his words, but his mouth is moving in time to the words. <laughs> like he's saying into her mouth, I am ready. I am Good kissing. Good really kissing. good kissing. It looks like real sex. But caring. But caring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. yeah, and they're all kind of like hot and... Yeah, it's good. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, no, I just need a minute. It's good. Brett's crying. It's, okay. a good, it's a good scene, actually. It is a really good scene. I think I'd forgotten how sexy that was. <laughs> My question is, mm. I think it's what we're all wondering and hoping, when you did finally have sex, if you have, <laughs> uh, it, what, that it was caring. Yeah, it was caring, oh, actually. Yeah. It was caring. Yeah? Yeah. Caring was with my first boyfriend. He was, he was a caring sword. That's excellent. Yeah, too, really. yeah. I don't think it was quite as romantic, maybe, as the Reese Witherspoon, um, Ryan Philippe version. I'm um, impressed. I'm impressed. Well, I'm in love. Was it a bit like that? It was. I wanted it to be like that. It's a risky question to ask, and I'm glad that the answer was a happy one. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a risky question. Yeah. What about you? Are we allowed to ask uh, you? No, yeah, you can ask. It was absolutely fucking disaster. <laughs> Tell me more. We all like a disaster. No one wants a fucking... No one wants a happy answer an, to that. An absolute disaster. Was it? First one, yeah, who, yeah. Are you going to say who it no, was with or no, what happened? spare them. Spare okay. them there. Was it a girl from school or college? No, it was a girl I, I, uh, I, don't, I don't think I can say because who knows if... if, if Maybe she, she's so she in love with you and she listens to every episode. I think episode. she's very happily married and, and I wish her well. <laughs> You hope she's got over it. I hope she, because I haven't. <laughs> Clearly. He was crying. You were just yeah. crying when you watched that scene. Yeah, thinking, God, I wish it would be like that. Oh, for <laughs> It's all right. It's, you know, I worked it out. You've worked it out, I have you? worked out the moves. Yeah? Yeah, you have to say, I think I'm in love with you every time before you do it. Exactly, then... that's right. You've got it spot on there. <laughs> and then you have to snog words into their mouth. <laughs> I, know how to, I know how to make that. I get it. Um, We're all very confident with your skills now. Now, there's a subcategory. Yeah. Troubling boners, worrying wide-ons. Film you found arousing that you thought perhaps you shouldn't have. Well, this is a tricky one because Mm -hmm. I can't think of one. Because you don't get troubling boners. I do get troubling boners, but my troubling boners are with people like Monty Don off Gardener's World. And (laughs) as yet, he has not made a film. Fuck. Like... He's... Get on with it, Monty. <laughs> when Monty Don does indeed right. make a film, I did actually see him recently because he was in the Alan Partridge series. <sighs> and so he was at the screening, but I didn't know that he was in the Alan Partridge series because I hadn't seen it right. yet. And so when I turn around, I see that crew neck jumper, I see those corduroy trousers at the screening, and I was so nervous I couldn't even go and say hi to him. Really? Yeah. I, I just think he's lovely. It's big hands. Doesn't make a fuss about anything. No, he's, 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 he's just a calm, caring mm, man. Doesn't say I've got big hands. Just, just lets them be there. <laughs> they speak for themselves. <laughs> yeah. Don't they? Yeah. I mean, I've never watched Garden as well, but I'm, I'm picking you up. You need to. Picking up the vibe. I think you need Sounds to. Like a travelling show. Yeah. Garden as well. When he's at the potting shed. Oh. Like ghost. <laughs> like what? A, pot, a, a pottery shed. 
Oh, no, pot, uh, potting. Okay, He's potting the plants up, yeah. Putting plants in a pot. Yeah, putting okay. plants in a pot, I can see yeah. Where he wants to what so. happens in Ghosts, then? We've never seen Ghosts. No, because it's scary, isn't it? Oh, you think it's scary? Oh, I don't think it is scary. <laughs> it is a bit scary, but I think it's manageably scary. Do you? Is it in the manageably scary category? Know, it might be scary, but it's also in your romantic romantic comedy segment, section too. Okay, so, so what happens it? around the pottery, then? I can't. I mean, one of the most famous sex scenes of all time. Demi oh, Moore's doing a pottery, a and then he pops up behind her as a ghost with his ghost boner, and then they make a pot together, and their hands are together. Clay's going everywhere. Oof. It's always been a worry because it seems very sexy. We go, clay dries quite quickly, doesn't it? Okay, yeah, and can be very drying. Yeah, you want that in, in the wrong areas. In the wrong areas. Yeah. Okay, maybe I could watch Ghost then if I watched it with somebody. Yeah, you can watch. We could watch that instead of the really dark film about Beauty and the Beast that you were telling me about. Oh, yeah. La Bella Bella. Okay, we'll watch Ghost. All right. Then. Same rules apply. You can cry. You can touch me if you're scared. <laughs> <laughs> but be honest, you can laugh because it's funny. Whoopi okay. Goldberg. One Nusko. Oh, okay, yeah. Very funny, isn't it? Yeah. That's a good... Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, good Sister show. act. Oh. Oh, yes, please. Yes. <laughs> I'll take two. Nothing you can do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My God. <laughs> um, what is the film that you most related to? Now, as listeners who stuck with this will remember that an hour ago you said you only watch films you relate to, so this could be a long section. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not, actually, because I thought I was only allowed one. Yeah, you are. Okay. Um, it's Sleepless in Seattle. I love that film. Featuring Tom Hanks. Featuring the wonderful Tom Hanks. Didn't bang on about how difficult it was to go up Be- the Empire State. <laughs> <laughs> Kept it to himself. Or how fucking cold and rainy Seattle was. Yeah. None of that. He just yeah. got on with it, didn't he? And he lived on a pier yep. in that fucking film. Had a sweet kid, never mentioned him. Now, why do you relate to this? It's because a lovely film. It's a lovely film. I watched it when I was quite small. Mm-hmm. And I remember relating to the kid in the story. Because the kid so desperately wants his dad to find a really nice partner. Yeah. And that's what I wanted for my mum. And I remember thinking how lovely it was when he did find Meg Ryan. Did you find someone for your mum? No. No. What about your dad? No. They were both alone? Always? Yeah. Yeah. But I remember thinking, oh, that looks lovely. You know, for them to... He's so so sad, wasn't he? Because his wife Mm. had died and he was so lonely. And then, yeah. And the the kid was so happy when it all worked out. Do you think this is why you don't like being alone? Um, You don't like the idea of it? Because your mum and dad were alone? Maybe. Man. It's a lovely film, though. (laughs) I'm going to need some therapy after this. We've really unearthed it all, haven't we? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I just remember relating to him and his, and he was desperately trying to fix it all for his dad and, you know, with the messages and get... Because they got together, didn't they? And then they broke up and he, like, got them back together and just thought, what a ledge. Mm. It's a lovely film, though. I think it really holds up, that film. Yeah. I, I also think it... Well, it's interesting you... Because you, I saw it when I was little and I don't think I got it, like, as in... I think I thought it was sort of stupid. I was like, well, they only get together right at the end. They only meet at the end. And I guess I wasn't old enough and had not experienced 
romance and love, whatever. And then when I watched it when I was older, I was like, it's one of the most fucking beautiful ending films ever. It is. So beautiful. It is. And they're both, their performances are stunning. And I don't think, I don't think they would make a film like that now because not loads happens. Yeah. It's a big Hollywood blockbuster, but it's not full of like intrigue and car chases and set pieces. Yeah. It's, and there's no fucking CGI. It's just two people. And the two people are kept apart for the whole, the two yeah. stars don't, yeah. aren't in the same scene till and the it end. deals with grief and loneliness and communication and mm. all the things that we all will go through at times in our life. And, and for that reason, I think it's a really beautiful film. Correct. <laughs> yes, I got the right answer. You got one right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is the film that objectively is the greatest film of all time? Might not be your favourite, but objectively, that's the greatest film. Forrest Gump. Okay. Am I allowed to say that again? Yeah. Oh, that's tough, though. I can't say Forrest Gump, can I? Why not? Because there's all sorts of films like The Piano and, you know, films like that that are kind of more artistic. But I think you made a good argument for Forrest Gump that it's ten films in one. That is why I think that, yeah. It is ten films in one. Yeah. What more do you need? You could watch that. Everyone can find something to relate to in that film. And I think that is the point of creating film and art is to touch people in a kind of profound way, not just as pure entertainment. Like even in really good comedy films that appear to to be just fluff, there is something in there that you can like connect to emotionally, I think. The best ones anyway. You can have it. Uh, What is the film... You could or have what's the most over and over again. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, my God. <laughs> a film about divorced, separated parents and a, and a dad dressing up as a nanny. It's a very modern film. Yeah. It's such, again, it's such a, it's a really funny film, mm. isn't it? Like the scene where he's in the restaurant and he's having to be Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. and himself when he realises they're both at two tables, the people he's supposed to be seeing and... And the kids are all brilliant in it. And he's, I'm a big Robin Williams fan. I yeah. thought he was amazing. Um, again, a, trans, a complete transformer, but doesn't make a fuss about it. Yeah, doesn't make a fuss about it. No, he's an extraordinary performer. Um, but yeah, it's really moving and really, really funny. And it's about divorced parents. It's all coming over. The themes, the themes are... Coming yeah. coming out. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, it's wonderful. Do you like Mrs. Doubtfire? Yes, I do. I haven't watched it in many, many years, but I I liked it when I saw it. Yeah. What is the worst film of all time? We don't like to be negative, so we'll do it quickly. We do it quickly. I watched um, Dumbo at the cinema recently. Tim Burton's Dumbo. Yeah. I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I really, I know that Disney... I've not seen it. I I saw a bit of it. Were you involved with it in some way? No, no. Okay. I, I, I'm sort of really worried about all these fucking live-action computer what... remakes. I don't get it. No. it was a be- Dumbo was a beautiful film. Yeah. And I know, I get why they want to remake them all, but just don't mess. Like, they were, they're perfect. We can watch them as they were, yeah. as Disney did them however many years ago. Yeah. Uh, and they're just beautiful things. Like, just didn't... It didn't really work, unfortunately, and some of the acting was pretty atrocious. Really? Just dead. Really? 
<laughs> wooden dead people and animal cruelty. It just didn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, yeah. Because they're all in a circus. Yeah. And then he gets separated from his mum. It's, but it's not... I don't know. I don't think it really has a great ending, particularly. And he's get bullied for being different. And I hate when people get bullied for being different. Mm. That really upsets me. Um, but just, yeah, it wasn't for me. I just hate CGI. I hate <laughs> it. And it look, I saw a bit of it and I was like, looks like a fucking computerised elephant <laughs> flying about. Why is everyone... Yeah, you don't care. In, why would you... It's clearly a computer. Yeah, exactly. So why... I, I, fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off, Dumbo, you big ear computer cunt. <laughs> I'll bully you for being a computer. You look like a, you look like a computer. That's a great review. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Um... <laughs> Oi, Dumbo. Oi. <laughs> I don't know how good you think your CGI is, but you look like a computer. <laughs> so fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I'm at the cinema, not my office, working <laughs> on a computer. You maybe need to work a little bit on your put-downs. I don't think it comes naturally to you. Um, No, because I feel for people. It's really hard making films. It is hard making films. Look, Tim Burton used to be my favourite, but it's now got to the stage where I do think... I can't remember what my stats are now. One in three? One in three. I think he's got to one. It used to be every other one. Mm. Now it might be one in three. It's not looking good for Tim. It probably means the next one... Might be a win. Might be good. But I'd say Big Fish is fucking unbelievable film. I, I've never seen it. One of the films that made me cry the most in my whole really? life. Really? Oh, my God. What's Big Fish about, then? Well, it's about fathers and sons, so it's, I'm a goner Is that your thing, with. is it? But uh, it's great actors, Albert Finney, Billy oh. Crudup. Oh, and basically, good. Billy Crudup's dad is Albert Finney, and he always tells tall stories, and everyone loves him. Billy Crudup's grown up sort of in the shadow of his dad, who's a very big personality, and and he's frustrated by how much everyone sort of loves his dad, because he just, dad tells his bullshit stories. Mm-hmm. And then his dad is dying, this is early, yeah. and so he's sort of having to reconcile with his dad, and as he is, he learns about the truth behind these stories, and, oh my God, it's a fucking oh, beautiful Oh, it sounds one. amazing. Yeah, it's really... I want to watch that. Really special. Is that your one. thing, then? Is that what... You like father-son stories. I don't like it. I mean, they'll kill me, yeah. (laughs) That'll set me right off. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. Poor old Dumbo. Yeah. Shame. Shame. It was a shame. It's just weird. All this, I get, I mean, look, it's weird because you look at all these things and you go, it just looks like you're doing this for money. Yeah. And it is why you're doing this. It does look like that. And it works because. Because we all go, oh, I like that film. I'll go, I went to the cinema to watch that. Yeah, and people need something to do with their kids, so they go. Yeah. And so it it's works. Just but we just—it's just an overload of like remake, 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 remake. We've yeah. we've got too much content. I think we should stop making films all together. <laughs> For the record, I did not endorse this, <laughs> this new this new idea. I have a very very credible regime here. We stop making films. We go back and we watch the ones we've already made. Do you know what? It's not bad because there are too many. There are too many. too many to catch up on. That's true. There's way too many, and a lot of. Can we take shit. a year off? Stop making them for a year. Okay, we fine. We catch up. All right, we catch up. But also the money that we spend on making shit films, yes. we could put into like homelessness and the NHS. Wow. Maybe this is your special purpose, <laughs> Boris Johnson. If you're listening, I've and got I know a plan. you are. And I know you will be. I've got a plan. Sat right next to Netflix, plugged in, plugged in, <laughs> listen, having a listening party. 
What is the film? You're in comedy. <laughs> What's the film that made you laugh the most? Well, I recently watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall again. Great, great film. <laughs> and it's really fucking funny. Good film. Um, what's the name of the the guy with the curly hair? I always forget his name. The, Paul Rudd? The lead. No, not Paul Rudd. Oh, Jason Segel? Yeah. Love him. He's so good. Yeah. The bit in where he goes off on holiday and he's crying... We've all been there. We've all done that cry, haven't we? Which is like, you just hope no one ever hears you. Yeah. And and the receptionist, who was played by Mila Kunis, rings up and goes, I'm sorry, sir, there's been a complaint of some noise um, <laughs> coming from your room. And uh, and it's that he's been crying like a girl. Is a woman a woman crying? <laughs> and then he goes, oh, yeah, uh, no, I don't know anything about it. Put the phone down. And then he goes, ah! <laughs> Again on the floor. And you just, no, you just, Again, it's like it's it's hilarious because it's truthful, and there's a yeah. tinge of sadness there because we've probably all been there. Jason Siegel, I really think, is very very funny. He's great, and it has it, it's how he uh, proved that he could do the Muppets. Is it? Yeah. Oh, because of the whole vampire puppet yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just so adorable. He's very lovable as well, isn't he? Yeah. He's a lovable loser. Yeah. And I I, I like that. If I could have Anchorman, I'd have that in there as well. Love Anchorman. Yeah. And Bridesmaids. Okay, you can only have one. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to give you Forgetting Sarah Marshall because I love it. Yeah, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And everyone else funny. has said the other two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Forgetting Sarah Marshall then, yeah. yeah. Um, Susanna Bosfielding. Yeah. You've been absolutely, absolutely delightful. <laughs> uh, I've loved having you here. However, it's when you now. were, you were, you met a guy on a date. Yeah. And it turned out that he was crazy. A Mr. Evil sci-fi. Yeah. And he locked you in a in a very dark room. Yeah. Strapped home in your eye. I mean, it's quite unpleasant to be honest. It's a really <laughs> bad date. Quite dark. And, yeah. uh, Not the worst, but but he didn't touch it. He wasn't anything like that. But no. he just he said, "Sit in here," and you were like, "Oh, I hope he's going to caringly have sex with me." <laughs> and he, and you went, "I think I'm in love with you." And he went, "I'm impressed." And then he. Turn, a light came on, you were like, what is this? And then it, he started Lord of the Fucking Rings. <laughs> and you were like, oh boy. Oh, what? Was, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship Ring. He wasn't in the room. You couldn't no. move. And then there was that vampire film with all the young teenagers. Twilight. Then Twilight the twi- so you, you, Lord Twilight. of the Rings, the whole trilogy you have when you piss yourself. I'm sorry. You did that. You weren't allowed up. And then uh, Twilight quadrilogy came on. <laughs> and then... Uh, you had to sit through all of the Harry Potters. Yes, exactly. Including the double part ending. Yep, and the Star Trekking Wars. Star Trek from one till reboot, all played, and you were like, you started to, you, your body was eating itself. Yeah. And uh, and then you had to watch uh, uh, Catching Fire, Hunger Games. Oh, you had, to watch all the Hunger Hunger, had to watch Hunger Games. You had to watch all of them uh, again. Yeah. Double part ending as well. Yeah. And at this point, you're you, what what he didn't know, and this isn't his fault. And actually, he felt a bit bad about this. <laughs> is there were bugs in the in the dark room, and yeah. they'd started eating your flesh, and they'd started multiplying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I finally was like, "Where's Susanna Bosfini?" I thought I should, would have heard from her recently. I find look on your dating profile. Oh, she's gone on a date with evil Mister Sci-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Weird name to call yourself on your Tinder profile, but fine. I yeah, didn't. I didn't spot it. Yours just said uh, Will Spoon looking for Spoon and Dust still doing. Anyway, <laughs> I get there, and 
I get to his, this is dark room in the middle of the field. I'm like, that's weird. I go in, there's even Miss Sofa. He's just eating popcorn in the projection thing. And mm-hmm. I go, what's, what's going on? He said, I just had a date with Santa Bosphilia. And I said, when did you have a date? And he was like, 80 hours ago. And I was like, fuck. And I ran into the dark room mm-hmm. and you were dead. Oh, and your body no. had been like eaten, but it had also like grown into the chair. So it was actually almost impossible to, to get like, you out they of were the chair. Fused. Yeah, you were like oh, half no. chair, half, half chair, insect, half, half Susanna Bosco. You're not great at maths, are you? Yeah, so you were like <laughs> one and a half. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I, picked, I tried to get you off the chair, I couldn't, couldn't. so I had to saw the chair off and I had to smash it up a bit. Oh, and it was, listen, I did what brutal. I could. I did what I could. Okay. Right, to spare you. Anyway. Get you to a coffin. What I'd done is got you a coffin that was your size. You were much more than that. You were much more than the size of the coffin you had. Bits of chair. Yeah. All sorts. Springs and leatherette. Stuff you into the coffin. I managed to get you all in, but the problem is there's no room in that coffin. There's only enough room to slide one DVD down the side. Down the side. You're going to take to the other side. On the other side, it's movie night every night. One night, it's your movie night. What film are you taking to show on the other side? (laughs) Might be Beauty and the Beast. She's gone full circle from first to the last. Beauty and the Beast. It's a lovely answer. People are going to love it. They're going to love you in heaven. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Well, <laughs> this is it. That's it for now. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to tell people to look out for? To follow you on Twitter? Anything you need to promote? You can follow me on Twitter if you like. Um, I've got a show on the telly box coming it? out at the end of the year called Sticks and Stones, which is actually very good. And it does all of those things that we were talking about good films doing in that it follows people's minds. Right. And it's actually about workplace bullying, which is something we don't oh. see on the telly box. Which you were very upset thing. about having to Dumbo. Yeah. I don't you like bullies. Bullying. Don't like bullies. No. Um, very unusual. Yeah. <laughs> Most people love bullies. <laughs> you're in that rare anti-bullying camp. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm a very special person. Yeah. <laughs> Is it for BBC? It's on ITV. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I can't say much more about it than that because I'll give away the plot. Hmm. It, but it's really worth watching. It's a psychological thriller and I'm quite different to Jenny Gresham in it. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, look out for Sticks and Stones. Yeah, on ITV. Coming later this year. Christmas? December, yeah. Hmm. It's not very Christmassy. It doesn't sound very Christmassy. <laughs> unless the workplace bully wins. <laughs> and ends up being Santa and delivering yeah. toys to, to all the bullies, children. To the bullies, forgiveness. Sorry? To the bullies, yeah. As yeah, a forgiveness. This is a really great spin-off idea. Thank okay. you. Thanks You're very welcome. much. Okay. Um, thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to say before you go to the other side? Goodbye. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you and goodbye. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you and goodbye. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. So that was episode 67. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 25 minutes of chat with Susanna. Go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write about the film that meant the most to you and why. Have a look. People have been doing it. All the stories are brilliant. There was a very moving one the other day. You'll know it when you see it. There's some funny ones. There's some lovely ones. What a great bunch of listeners you are. All You should all add to it. It's really great. 
Plus, if you give it the five stars and the story helps the numbers, means more people get to hear this, I can keep making it, Maureen can keep drinking her craft beer, and we can all live happily ever after until we all die. Thanks so much to Susanna for doing the show and for being excellent. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace, who has his own podcast, Buddy's Buddies, for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. Join me next week where I will have another incredible special guest. I haven't decided who yet. Hmm. But they will be excellent. In the meantime, have a lovely week and please be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.